I'm Mel Stewart, and this is Swim Sound Podcast. Joining me today are two great men. They're going to help us do something that is historic today. We are going to unpack and demystify the International Swimming League draft, the first professional swimming draft in history. Today we have Konstantin Kudryaev, the CEO of the International Swimming League, also the god of fin swimming. We're going to unpack that title a little later. That's, that's a fun story. We also have Apostolos Sagarakis. We call him Tolis. He's ISL's technical director. He's a former NC2A D1 swimming star, and he's also a two-time Olympian from Greece. Uh, the ISL draft launches uh, June 22nd, and there's a whole lot happening. Guys, you got you to gotta, you gotta stay posted on this, and if you want to stay up to date, probably the easiest way to do that would be on Instagram, at iSwimLeague. Also, also put this on your desktop, isl.global, isl.global. You can stay there and you can watch it. If you want to be really smart and you really want to dive deep, at this moment, right now, you need to press pause. And you need to go to isl.global forward slash isl-draft-registration-final. And you can look at the full list of athletes who have signed up for the draft. Ladies and gentlemen, at this point, I think we have 940 swimmers, a little more. They'll explain that. But uh, Constantine, let's start with you. You've got to be excited about how you started off. As a matter of fact, we, um, the team, because I think uh, what I'm super excited about is, is to work at ISL, um, where we try to practice what we preach. The idea of the draft was conceived by GMs at the end of last season, and they got together and they basically figured out that, that in order to stay relevant and, and exciting and maintain the drama of the event, they needed to do something about not creating the risk of running super clubs and, and marginalizing the others. So then uh, in December, we got together with the, you know, reinvigorated uh, management team. And I think there will be, there will be a moment where we will unveil our, uh, unveil our, uh, our extended management team. Uh, as I said, whom I'm, I'm very proud to be part of. And we discussed how the draft should actually be conducted. And I think, the key word is engagement, and the second one is interactivity. So that's why we thought that it would be uh, it would be important that we deploy um, technology, social media, fan engagement, which are available. I mean, only only the lazy wouldn't do that. And and today, you know, you you can't continue driving looking in the back mirror. You have to stay relevant with the fans. And as I said, engagement is a key word. So uh, we came up with the idea that we needed to have an interactive uh, angle. And uh, just to be specific on the dates, on 22nd June, um, which is an important date as well, especially in light of uh, NCAA uh, announcement and, and, and a cool enough period, which we uh, described uh, earlier, a uh, few, days, few days earlier. GMs are going to announce uh, first five names they aim to retain on their respective teams. 
and that would be done one week prior to the actual draft. The actual draft is going to be held over two days, 29th and 30th of June, uh, where on, you know, as was described and as is described in the rules of the draft, we will, um, we will go through the uh, uh, iterative process of, of uh, first announcing the, uh, the 15 swimmers that GMs are going to retain. And then, um, you know, through uh, interactive uh, vote by, by fans and, and also selection of the draft pool, whether, you know, according to the classic rules of the sport, sport leagues drafts, the, let's, let's call them the least successful teams will have, I don't want to call them <laughs> the weakest ones because they're not, you know, we, we have the cream of swimming. Uh, the least successful teams will will have the right to uh, to choose the swimmers they want, and I think with that, I would like to maybe give uh, the word to Tallis, who can walk through the uh, the specifics and the details. Tallis, you yeah, can take sure. it away, buddy. Sure, thanks, thanks, Constantine. Well, um, Mel, like like Constantine uh, said, uh, we're launching on the twenty second of June by by uh, presenting uh, for each team the top five swimmers that they want to retain from their previous rosters. Um, that is going to be a week away from the actual draft on the 29th and 30th. Now, on the day one of the draft, we are going to um, represent, let's say, the first five uh, swimmers that the, the GMs uh, of each club um, um, selected the week before. And then throughout the day, there's going to be announcements of the other 10, or, or better say up to 10, because each team can select up to 15. Um, each GM can select up, up to 15 swimmers. Uh, if they want. Um, therefore, they're going to choose the, the 10. Uh, and this brings us to a point where right before the fans starting, starting to vote, we're going to have each GM, and this is a very historical moment, Mel, because each GM is going to pick one rookie from the ISL draft pool. And that's going to be an exciting moment because that's the first ever rookies to be selected. Those 10 people are going to be the first in history. Uh, and the actual first one being selected by Aqua Centurions, that, that uh, was the least successful team, like Constantine said, they're going to pick the first one. And that's going to be a magical moment for that person. It's going to be to be the first one ever rookie to be selected in, in, in a professional swimming leagues draft. Um, right after that, we're going to have the, 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 the platform open for the fans to vote. Uh, it's going to stay open until day two, right? A little bit before the day two starts. All right. And then right before, right, right when we start day two, we're going to announce those swimmers, that one swimmer per team that have been selected by the fans. Um, and then that's where the, the other 14 rounds of the draft are going to start on day two, where each team is going to select uh, 10 swimmers. And if you're out there listening and you're, and you're asking yourself, OK, how can I do this? How can I step up and play? Uh, if you want to be interactive, if you want to play, follow I Swim League, and uh, they're gonna they'll spoon feed you everything you need. Also, keep in mind ISL.global. I think that the fan engagement is everything in swimming. It feels like swimming as a sport. <clears throat> it, it feels like for the longest time um, we never really had our own hub and our own network and our own. It, and, but with the rise of social media. I felt the full force of swimming and it seemed like that was happening around 2005, 2006, 2007. So with the evolution of the international swimming league and arriving at this moment, and I feel like I'm traveling through 
all of all of history to arrive at this moment right now where you can really swim nerd out and play this um now i i there's you guys have some announcements and you're not going to do it on the podcast because i know you got it's not really 940 swimmers that are listed on that url i shared earlier it's more and there's a big announcement Can, can you tease it at all um, all I can say is that there is a, a, a bunch of under 18 year old swimmers, fast swimmers that, that we're still in the process of, of you know, um, making sure that everything is in place, the process is correct and proper uh, with their parents and legal guardians. Uh, so those athletes will be announced later. Uh, and then there is one swimmer that, that is, a, is a surprise to, to, to everyone in the swimming world. Um, I can I can tell you that it's going to be announced um, before the draft, obviously. So uh, give us 10 days, 10, 11 days, no more. I don't know if I can wait that long. I, I, I'm, so I'm going to I'm going to try to find out I'm gonna, I'm gonna, when this podcast is over, I'm going to ask and, and, I, and I'll swear to secrecy. But I, I have to know, <laughs> I have to know soon. Um, you, you have to be you have to be pleased with this. We're, we're in year three. This is season three. And it. You know, I didn't feel the full force of, of where ISL has gotten until I saw that list, until I went over to the URL and I saw that long list of names. Um, just from a, a personal standpoint, I, we, in full disclosure, I should say this, Tolis was the, the first person that most of us in, in swimming media and, and uh, you were the first person that told us about this and said, hey, this is coming and, and keep your, you know, and, and, make, and you made all the introductions. Um, you've, you've had a ground game for a very long time. I just, from a personal standpoint, how do you feel about that? About where you are right now? I mean, I'm, I'm super proud. Like, like, uh, like everyone is on, on our team. Um, I, I, I was a swimmer. I've been through tough times and through good times in, in the sport. And like you said, like you've been waiting since 2005, six, seven, uh, I've been waiting, you know, long enough. And I think this is the right time. Uh, the generation is changing, and I think it's the perfect time for, for something big like this to, to, to come out of our sport. The, our sport, I think, has waited long enough for something this great to, to come out. And, and I believe that the athletes participating in the, in the league in 2019, 2020, and 2021 and on um, should be proud of what they would have accomplished as, after they, they, they retired from the sport. Um, this is this is for life. Like we, we, we've made the, the big change. So we should all be proud of from a personal standpoint for somebody who's wanted this since the 1990s. Um, I'll frame it this way. I'll say that the uh, I always wanted it when it happened. I wasn't sure that it was going to happen that first year. It was I was convinced five minutes before the first telecast that it, it really wasn't going to work. And that, that it wouldn't even appear. I like that. I had so much uh, anxiety about it. I wanted it so badly. And, uh, but it was pure joy that first year. And it felt like, okay, as a sport, we've arrived. But I didn't feel the full power of it um, and, 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 and what it was going to do in terms of transforming the sport until last year. Because last year during the pandemic, we had nothing. And it felt like the saving grace was the bubble. And it felt as though, um, wow, this is um, this is entrepreneurial. This is creative. This this is a reimagining our sport, and it's been delivered at the hardest time in history of 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 all people. Um, 
so let's kick this back to Constantine. Constantine, you've got to feel a great responsibility and because I, I know that you're part of the culture and you understand this, Constantine. You have to feel a great responsibility heading into this third year because um, there's been a lot of steps taken so far. Yeah, well, just, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I lose sleep over it. And, and I think, to, to be honest, is the responsibility... Uh, it's not just my responsibility. I think every single person who's involved uh, have responsibilities. We, we, you know, and I have to give credit to the founder. He has a hell of a burden of responsibility. I have absolute respect uh, for graduation. I think it take it takes balls and and courage to to start and and to maintain and to persist. But 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 here is the point now. I, I think we it's critically important that we become sustainable economically and i think that's where and it takes time and it takes fun engagement it takes creativity imagination and a lot of persistence but i think it's um it's worth it i you know just for the record i i believe in the isl as a business venture and I make no poems about that. It's fantastic that it's swimming. I feel a lot of, uh, uh, it, it's, it's funny because, you know, when I finished my fin swimming career, I hope we're not gonna go into that. I, I turned the page and I said, okay, fine. Uh, um, that chapter is closed. I need to move on to something else because there are exciting things to, to take, you know, to explore and, and to challenge oneself. And, and I had a very successful uh, professional career, very, very satisfying professional career. And I, I continue to enjoy that, actually. But then, through force of circumstances, I, I came across that. And I looked at it from an angle of a business opportunity. And, and, and not to be misunderstood, because I, I, believe, I believe that you have to stand on your own feet. And I think this is a tremendous... Uh, enterprise. It's 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 a fantastic venture, uh, and I think it has all the ingredients to be successful. Uh, as and and to be successful in my uh, mind, it means to be sustainable, uh, not to be sustainable through donations, but to be self-sustainable, to be autonomous economically. And I think it, it it's a long path on which uh, we embarked. And I think. Uh, this fan engagement is is a critical component of that. It is a critical component. When you when you think about professional sports today, you 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 realize that everyone is competing now against esports. They're competing against action sports, but esports, I guess, is the is the is the is the, is the big player. And um, but you look at the NBA and you look at the NFL and you look at Major League Baseball. This is, of course, I'm looking at it through the lens of the United States. And ISL is global, but um, I like the way the NBA calculates their success and it's not, and, and it's through what the, what the fan, the viewer is, is the way they're interfacing with their sport now, which is it's social and they're selling their social reach. And I think I saw the beauty of ISL in, in the first season is not the, not necessarily telecast, which is what I appreciate. That's old school. I'm, I'm, I'm over 50 years old. That's the way I like sports. But I saw every single athlete as an ambassador, plus all of your social platforms, and I saw that reach as being enormous. And, uh, and I saw it grow in the next year. 
And, uh, and I do like the idea that I can go to the ISL, the hub, your, you know, isl.global, and I can stay engaged there on a daily basis. Um, so d- it, this is going to be the, the, the fan choice is going to be, our, you know, our first step where you're, you're actually, people are signing up and they're, they're, uh, they're on that newsletter and they're, and they're engaged with their vote. What is it, um, you know, what do you see down the line in terms of engagement for the fans? Yeah, so let me just, I think let's, let's start from simple to more complicated. Uh, first, they would be able to obviously uh, participate and, and, and enjoy the, the show of the draft. We're investing in all, you know, a lot of time, resources, thinking into making sure that the draft is, is as spectacular uh, or, let's say, it's very difficult to match up the athletic performance of the ISO competition. So let's let's let me let me take a step back. As as interesting as as fun as experience um, uh, itself as as the ISO competitions. Now the second thing which we uh, had worked very hard on, and and I think this year we are going to to do that. We are going to deliver through our digital platform the entirety of the ISO season live. And as, as you and I spoke. I believe the sports is ephemeral. It's very, very important to, to see things as they happen. Of course, you can, you can you know, rewatch the, the iconic uh, competition duel in the skins or whatnot. It, it's, all, it's, all, it's all there. It's all there for eternity on the digital platform and, and, the, and the internet. But I think it's very, very, for us in season three, it's critically important that we can deliver to our global fans, the entirety of the season live. And we're gonna do it in partnerships with, with our broadcasters. And again, I don't wanna jinx, and I, I don't wanna sort of jump the gun, but we will, um, there's nothing to jinx because we've agreed, but uh, I don't wanna jump the gun. We will announce our approach to, to delivering that content to our North American fans in particular. But I think that's it. But the other thing, again, I want to, um, I'm to maintain the mystery, but there is a lot. The digital platform allows for so much. Your imagination is the limit. And uh, gamification is the word, but again, I will stop myself. But fans swimming, fans of ISL will have a lot in store. And it takes time. It takes a lot of work, but I think we'll deliver and I hope I hope they're kind to us because you know we're taking risks, and if things don't work out as perfectly uh, as they should, uh, I think the, the the focus and the intention is there, and I think uh, I think fans will enjoy it. You know, the interesting thing is that everyone that is a is a big fan, they all have their own ideas, and they're uh, they they can they can be critical in terms of what they think works and doesn't work, and sometimes they don't always take stock in in the fact that something has has been very successful. And uh, maybe maybe I'm I'm used to that because I'm I'm at, at Swim Swam, we really get deep in the weeds with swim nerds. Uh, but let's get deep in the weeds on on the draft. I have some I have some questions that that just I just want to be very specific about the um, in terms of fan engagement in terms of this choice. Uh, is it going to be one to one? You know, is it going to be choose from this set of four? Is it? Can you just give me a little more detail? Like when I when I sign on and I, I can I can make my choice as a fan uh, what's that going to look like so let me just let me just make sure 
that I understand the question. Obviously, you will have to choose among the swimmers which are, uh, who are available, right? So um, as you know, and as was explained uh, in, in great detail on the rules which we published on our, on our website, uh, swimmers have the choice to stay on the team or to be part of the, of the draft. And, you know, I don't want to go into details of why a particular swimmer may choose not to be on a specific team, even if, even if their GM would like to retain them, because it's just a matter of personal choice. But we, we would not want them to be in a situation where they are then drafted by the same team and, and recruited. I mean, this, this is not the army, right? So the, the, the fans, therefore the fans, will, uh, will have to choose among the swimmers who would, who, would, who would like to stay on the team and who, for whatever reason, didn't make the selection of the GMs. Because, and I hope, Mal, you will give the opportunity to our, uh, our GMs to discuss with you their tactics, because as you can imagine, um, choosing 15 doesn't mean just let's, talk, let's select the top 15 scorers from the previous season. There is a lot of tactic, there is a lot of strategy in terms of how you want your team to be balanced in order to win the, the title. So we believe that as GMs announce their own selection, there will be some tactical uh, choices to make. And, and all of that to say is that at the end of their choice, fans will have uh, a choice to choose from among the athletes who wanted to stay on their respective rosters but didn't make the cut for whatever reason. So that's, that's the only constraint uh, we will put in them. So they wouldn't want to put somebody who was not there on the team where they didn't want to be. We, um, I've heard from, from the athletes during uh, season one and season two and on text messages and just from per personal relationships. Uh, I'm not saying anyone's name. And we, we've also just in terms of our general reporting uh, have come across stories, some things that we never report, but it's just, it's conversation and it's, and it's athletes and their choices and, and, and how they feel about how the season's going and the teams that they're on. So we've heard reports of athletes refusing to be retained by their previous teams and athletes that uh, are, that they're, they're, they really don't want to be signed by another team. Um, how do you manage that? Thomas, do you want to, do you want to feel that? Sure. I mean, it's it's important to to point out again that swimmers have a choice. You know, they have a choice not to remain on their teams, uh, but this this um, this choice can can only be made in relation to that specific team. So, uh, you know, an athlete, a, a general manager is going to to you know to go to all the athletes of the team, say you you know you want to be on a team next year. If the athlete says yes, everything is good. They go on a list. And I will explain a little bit uh, more about this in a couple of seconds. Um, but if they say, no, I don't want to be on the team, uh, then uh, automatically the general manager cannot choose, cannot select that athlete when they make their pre-selection of the 15. Uh, and, and then later on during the draft process, they cannot draft that athlete because it will just be unethical and, and not fair to the athlete. Uh, so basically the athlete, if they, if they refuse to stay on the team, then they have another nine teams to, to, to go to. Uh, at the same time, if they get chosen by a team, by let's say a not preferable team to them, 
they they do need to stay on that team for the for the minimum uh, amount of time. Um, in regards to the list, I wanted to just point out at this point that that, that next week we will be having announcements every day. Um, we have. 10 teams and we have five days during the week next week. And every, every day we will have two teams announcing, well, ISL will be announcing the list of athletes that are eligible to be pre-selected by the general manager and voted by the fan. So let's take a team, uh, uh, you know, we're going to announce on Monday, this is the 30 athletes that this team uh, is able to pre-select from. Uh, and then as soon as the pre-selections are announced, then the fans can choose from the ones remaining on that list. So the athletes that the fans are going to choose, they need to want to be on that team. They cannot choose an athlete that doesn't want to stay on the team. Does that make sense? That does make sense. Yeah, and that, 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 that's perfect. I, I can only add one, one more uh, twist. And, and I think, as I said, what we want to make sure is that, uh, you know, that's explained in, in detail in our rules, but there, there are two categories of swimmers, rookies and veterans. Veterans are as close as you can get to free agent. Rookies are the ones who have to stay uh, on the team for at least two seasons. And that's, you know, for that there are many reasons, but we, we do want to create traction with, with teams, right? So. Who knows? Somebody may decide to be mercenary all the time and 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 maintain their uh, uh, permanent rookie status. Therefore, being drafted and selected to a, a new team every year—that that's a choice. And somebody else might decide to to uh, you know to, to take the game to a specific club where they feel in particular uh, particularly at home. And for GMs, there is. Um, you know, there will be there will be an element of strategy again because they, with with the uh, with the swimmers who are eligible for that, they would be able to sign multi-year contracts if they choose to do that, uh, to do so. So uh, you know, the, there's a lot of flexibility which is built in these rules, and there's been a lot of back and forth and discussions and and strategizing and 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 playing out various scenarios. It's not perfect. I, and I understand and I appreciate that it's not uh, as straightforward. And, and I would say even more, if certain things don't work, we'll change them. But we have to, we have to make that step. And I think we're making it. We're pretty happy with this. And, and then we will see how it works, uh, how it works out. You know, for me personally, it, it, it felt like there was, uh, I don't know if this is entirely true, but you, you guys can tell me. It felt like there was a regional aspect to the to the teams. It felt like in it when, when in that first season, Americans were on American teams and Italians were on Italian teams. And um, does that does that matter, uh, or or do, or do you want it to be mixed and matched? It's is is there a regional rec is, is regional recruiting important? Let let me just regional recruiting is important, but let let's take a stand back. I think it's very, very important that that we look. ISL uh, today consists of ten virtual teams, effectively. You call them regional, but in fact they are regional, and you you can call them by uh, the the by cultural proximity or nationality. But we want to move away from that. The whole point of the league that is global. Having said that. 
it's another it's another initiative that we're we're pursuing this year and very very strongly. We want those clubs to be physical. We want them to have a base. We want them to have deeper roots with the communities where they are present and operate. We want the fans to co- to to connect the name with the place. It's going to take some time. We are in the process of of, of making sure that the place, the physical, uh, the physical location of the club is appropriate, that the uh, communities are aware of that. But the whole idea is that we want to, we want to have broader and deeper engagement with physical engagement with the communities because um, as you know, as our founder explained to me and I, I'm fully bought in the idea and, and I think people, I hope people understand that ISL is much more than just the tournament and the league and the season. This is this is the tip of the iceberg. This is the this this is the pinnacle. This is the you know the the very very top. But ISL is 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 a concept. It's a format. It's a it's 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 the ISL addresses. And that's why I think I'm coming back to my business uh, angle. I, I think ISL addresses key issues that swimming has been struggling with. And among them is, is, is this issue that uh, swimming is a lonely sport. It's highly individualistic sport. It's something which you cannot enjoy as a team member, as a team. And I shall address it that. But then if, if we believe our own story, it should be appealing to a much broader community. And that's, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot implement it. You cannot, uh, uh, you know, you cannot, create that broad engagement without actually having a physical base. We want people to understand what ISL competitions are about. And I think with that in mind, we are trying to, to you know, to connect closer to, to, to the fans, to the swimmers, to junior swimmers, to senior swimmers, to veterans, to master swimmers, because they want them, we want them to understand what ISL is all about, what the ISL format is all about. And, uh, you know, um, Going back to your point of, of, of geographical and national um, cultural uh, framework boundaries, uh, uh, there is an element of that, of course. It's very, very important. But I think we, we are not, uh, we're not, we're not dissimilar to football clubs or to soccer clubs. You know, you have Messi playing in Barcelona for years. And for them, he's local. Uh, that's the answer to your question, I hope. That, 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 uh, that's the answer I was looking for. That's what I was hoping you would say. Uh, it, you know, if we address the elephant in the room, we can look at it a couple different ways. The Olympics, this is the Olympic summer, and it, it appears as though we're going to have an Olympics. Do you think that it's risky to, to do the draft now? Uh, because a lot of things happen at the Olympics, and a lot of athletes will retire. They are, they'll, they're, uh, historically, they have. Is that, is that a concern? Is that, has that entered your mind? What do you think, Thomas? I mean, it, it happens. Uh, only time can tell, Mel. It's, it's, we're hoping for the swimmers to, 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 to have fun competing for the ISL. So, um, yes, many swimmers have retired in the past right after the Olympics or maybe a couple of months later. Um, and we understand how much, you know, the Olympic Games represent for an athlete. Um, but, you know, and, and this past couple of years, 2020, 2021, have been like an emotional and physical roller coaster. But again, we hope that um, 
ISL will provide you know the athletes and the fans with a great opportunity to compete in in our team event and enjoy something that that you know they've enjoyed in the in the past two seasons and we can we only want to you know to make it look better and bigger. Is there is there do you have a contingency plan for for an athlete who didn't register for the draft? They decide closer to the season they want to compete. Um, you know, it, it, somebody, somebody. Look, I'm, I'm I'm a kid and I pop at the Olympic Games, and I'm I'm a, I'm a young teen. You know, I'm I'm somebody who would be on the bubble to to actually actually participate, but it's like now it's a reality. So, can they can, can will they, how, how how would they be how would they be worked into the ISL? I mean, ISL is famous for for you know for being flexible, uh, um, but at the same time, we need to you know stick to the rules and 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 the rules that we said we need to follow you know the path. Um, if you haven't registered for the draft uh, for the 2021 draft, uh, which you know it was until the um, the 31st of May, there, you cannot be part of ISL 2021. Um, we may may or may not, we may have one or two cases that we might consider exceptional circumstances, uh, but we do intend to follow the rules that, that we have set. Um, you know, if you, if, you, if you take it logically, you know, if you're an athlete that you're expecting to perform at the Olympic Games and you know there's a deadline, um, I, I, as an athlete, I would take the opportunity, uh, even if I don't do well at the trials or, or at my, you know, uh, qualification uh, competition. So uh, even though we are flexible, uh, we do need to follow the rules that we have set in the past couple of uh, weeks and months, um, except for those possible uh, very exceptional, you know, situations. Yeah, you know, we reported on this at some time as recently as May 28th. And, and, and another way to look at, at ISL's, how, how ISL has been flexible uh, provided situations that arise. And that's the fifth year, the fifth year senior you know, the fifth year NCAA eligibility. And the quote was from, uh, was from Constantine saying that if, if, if someone wants to take that fifth year, we will wish them well, we won't hold it against them. Go, go follow your bliss. And it's, uh, so I, I, that is something that you guys have demonstrated in, in the past. Uh, is it, uh, you know, the timing of this is, uh, is also very positive with the Olympics. You know, we're on this, this is going to happen on the, in the heat of the summer on the run up to the Olympic games. Um, did you want, did you guys time it that way? Or, you know, you could have had this sooner in the year. Is it, or is it just that we just got it done now? We just got to a point where we could actually launch now. You want an honest answer? No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> look, it's, it, it is, it's, the ISL exists for the swimmers and the fans. For us to create something artificial and, and then be dogmatic about that. I'm very happy that you brought up the example of NCAA's uh, ruling. And, uh, and I'm, 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 I'm very happy that, that our response was, was prompt and it was well understood. We cannot be dramatic, and we have to take into account the circumstances of swimmers. Um, we we struggled with the calendar a lot, and we got a lot of feedback from our fantastic GMs. They're very very close to the athletes. They are, they were most of them, not all of them, were extremely successful Olympians. They understand, and and they have very very fresh memories of what it's like to go through trials 
and be focused on preparation. So we moved the dates around to accommodate uh, the, this, the schedules of various trials, uh, of course. Have we timed it specifically to be on the coattail of the Olympics? Absolutely not. It's the opposite. We, we are not the replacement for the Olympics. Sometimes the press and some recent press likes to you know, sensationalize it a little bit. ISL is swimming reimagined. ISL takes a, a different look. And as I, I, I repeat myself, there are some very obvious examples of let them call them, let's, let's call them, let's not call them issues, but challenges that, that, that a sport which is enjoyed by hundreds of millions of teenagers uh, gets off the cliff once, they, uh, once the swimming stops being part of their national curriculum and they just don't enjoy it as much. So ISL is, 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 is that. And uh, we, want, we want the season, so let's put it this way, you mentioned the bubble last year. You mentioned that uh, there was uh, a very successful uh, season in Budapest. But I hope it wasn't scarcity factor. I hope it wasn't just because there were no Olympics that ISL was so successful. The proof is going to be in the pudding at the end of 2021 uh, when season three is over. But I hope we will demonstrate, and actually not we, I, I, I should take a back seat here. I hope the athletes would demonstrate that that, that ISL format exists on its own merits. That it's not a replacement for the Olympics. It's, it's a different competition. It's a different take on swimming. It's a different take on, on competing in swimming events. And, and, and I hope fans will enjoy it just, just as much as they enjoyed watching all those records and uh, being broken in Budapest last year. You know, I was going to ask you if athletes were concerned about going from Olympic trials to the Olympic Games right into ISL, but with, with 940 names on the list, I think that answers the question. I think that uh, the feedback we've gotten is that this is the most fun that the athletes have had, and they've never felt more cohesion and closer to their peers than, um, than, and, than during the ISL season. It's been, it's been a big hit. For fans, a lot of us are always wondering, wow, they're professional swimmers. What are they making? Everybody wants to know about the dollars and cents. It's, uh, it's in, terms of, in terms of payment, is that, is, that, is that going to be, will there ever be a moment where, where dollar values are, are made public, not just, not just for the, the bonuses, but just um, you know, when, when, when the rookies are drafted, so well, you know, it, so people can step up and say, well, th this this is the dollar value for this year, and this is what it's going to look like in five years. That's something that's interesting in professional sports. Um, I, I think it's it's a it's a very uh, it's a very fair and it's a very good question. But I think I'm 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 just going to go back to my uh, my thesis of ISL being uh, sustainable. And I think, uh, as you know, um, and it's been stated, ISL's principle is that it aims to share, I don't want to put the number and then regret it because it might be misinterpreted, but percentage. But ISL, uh, one, you know, ISL aims to demonstrate that a, a first global professional sports league, which happens to be swimming league, can exist uh, 
on its own merits and being financially sustainable. And, and it can only be financially sustainable if the model works, if our revenues eventually will match our costs and, and, and if swimmers are appropriately compensated and um, that's, that's going to be the answer. Fair enough answer. Is there anything that you guys would like to cover that I haven't covered here? I, ha- I, have, a, I have a final question, but just, to, just in case, because I'm going to just to let our listeners know we're going we're gonna to talk to the GMs and they're going to talk to us a little bit about their strategy for the draft. But uh, is there anything else you'd like to cover in this conversation? I would just, I would just only uh, thank you for the support you, uh, you, you provide and, and really for the forum for us to address our plans. Your, uh, your um, swim swam is, is the source for global swimming plans and, and really appreciate this opportunity. And I would like to ask our fans to, to, um, to have faith to support us and, and I hope we wouldn't disappoint. I know the athletes will not, that, that I'm sure of. So then, then I'm, I'm going to come to, I appreciate that. And I, and I, and I, and I appreciate that message. I think it's a great message to, to roll into season three, but now the most important, the important, most important topic and question of this podcast, and I'm going to direct it to Tolis. Tolis, can you explain to me the, 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 the handle behind Constantine's name, God of Finn Swimming? Were you listening at the beginning? Were you listening at the beginning before we started recording? Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't help it, you know. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I was, I was not following that far back, the, you know, fin swimming. But I, I've, uh, I've read a lot. So, so I think, I think that should be a, um, a second name that we should use internally in ISL. So I'm really happy that you mentioned it, Mel. So, so uh, we're gonna make everybody happy on our management team. <laughs> I, I love the name. I think you should keep it forever. Just so just it's uh, you, you explained it. You explained it in the background. The just out of curiosity, I love fin, fin swimming. And uh, I've always felt like I would always in the United States. A lot of people didn't pay attention to it, but it was it, it seemed like it was big internationally and it was just exciting to watch. So I've always I've always hoped that, it, that we would see an exhibition, an, an exhibition of fin swimming. Uh, at one of the one of the matches, is that a possibility? I I, I don't know how to answer that. I think first of all, just I sell it's I I I sell is about it's about swimmers, right? It's not about gods of the past. So um, I mean, anything is possible. That went on dogmatic, but let's 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 focus on the stuff we have to do, and uh, and then. <laughs> And then we can we can dream and, and have fun about other things. Guys, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, so for the fans out there that are listening, before you sign off, um, this is going to be going June 22nd and uh, June 29th and June 30th. And you can follow at isl.global right now. If you'd like to go to the web, this uh, this webpage, isl dot global forward slash isl dash draft dash registration dash final to see all the swimmers who have signed up for the draft and of course follow isl on instagram at iswimleague i'm mel stewart and this is the swim swim podcast you've been listening to the swim swim podcast 
Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim Podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.